0: This podcast is brought to you by the Eisner-nominated Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. Achah! Hi, this is Rick Spears, writer of The Tour,
1: and you're listening to The Two-Headed Nerd with Joe and Matt. There you go. <laughs> sort of break it, break it down like this.
0: Coming at you from the ziggurat at Omaha It's my pleasure to welcome you to episode 153 Not 4 There was some debate while we were writing the script of It wasn't a debate Where we're talking comics and nerd news for the week of Wednesday March, was it the 5th? Yes Okay, March 5th, I don't know why that sounded wrong My name is Millie Bruin, and you can find me on the Twitter under the handle at Matt And when I'm not demanding my little pony caricatures of Joe and I, I am writing the Comic Speculator blog for wordpoint.com. And I'm Jude Parkinsmack.
1: You can find me at JoePatrick116 on the Twitter. And when I'm not ready to kick global climate change in the pants for screwing up new comic day again... I'm the manager of Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and the artist/slash co-creator of
0: the upcoming hit web comic series, The
1: Untold Tales of the Two-Headed Nerd.
0: Those are our travoltified names, by the way. In this week's episode, you'll hear our reviews of Moon Knight, number one, and Starlight, number one. After that, we'll review ten more of this week's new comics faster than Bitcoin values can take it. During the ludicrous speed round, then. We'll retire to the T10 Sanctum Sanctorum, where Brother Voodoo has a Mardi Gras hangover cure that will enlighten us to the secrets of next week's comics. And then it's time to play Ask a Nerd. But, but before we both point fingers at each other when asked who's responsible for knocking up Scarlett Johansson and screwing up Avengers 2 pre production, it wasn't me. Let's just agree to replace her with Kate Mara and find a blonde to play Sue Storm. And then we'll talk about this week's big news. This week, digital comics
1: giant Comicsology discovered that its database had been compromised by a third party that can only be described as elite taxors.
0: I don't know what that means. Me neither.
1: The company stated that credit card information should be safe. Card numbers are not stored on their servers.
0: Should being the keyword. Well,
1: like my credit card is on file with iTunes, right. not Comicology.
0: No, but nothing instills confidence like the word "should." should in right, a statement right, right.
1: Like uh, the hackers did access a database of usernames, email addresses, and passwords. Obviously, Comixology has urged its users to change their passwords on their site immediately as well as any other site on which you might use that same password. My password is rutabaga across the internet.
0: Mine is ice
1: princess. Yeah. <laughs> in an email statement to users, Comixology said, quote, please note that we will never ask you for personal or account information in an email so exercise caution if you receive emails that ask for personal information or direct you to a site where you are asked to provide that information.
0: Let's just get this out of the way. No site will ever ask right. you to do so that. So
1: if you've gotten an email <laughs> claiming to be from College that says, dear user, <laughs> yeah. please click here to update password. Right. It's a trap. <laughs> or any site for that right. matter. Just the whole internet. Now, Matt. Is this a sign of trouble or is it more of a rite of passage for a company doing business in the digital age?
0: If anything, I would say this is a sign of Comicsology's success that someone saw fit to hack their database. You know? I mean, really, like that should show that they were worth hackers' time. I'm not saying hooray, they got hacked. No. No, that's obviously a bad thing, but also not that big of a deal. Your credit card, like you said, is stored on iTunes and Really well protected for the most part. It should be safe. Say, I am one of these hackers, and I bust in and I go, I'm buying a bunch of porn comics under Joe Patrick's name because I love Housewives at Play or whatever. And... (laughs) He'll, they would be able to look and say well this is obviously not Joe Patrick's IP so here's a refund and we just cancel those sales this is not a big deal I it's, don't know if Comicsology sells Housewives at Play probably not but it's not that big of a deal is what I'm saying is they can go well Joe Patrick probably hasn't been in Estonia any time recently <laughs> you know or you know, somewhere you don't island, know what I get up to or an island in the South China Sea you or know, whatever so this is not a big deal at all not
1: to downplay it it is a big deal but it's. I don't think it's something that people should worry about
0: it's a bigger deal for comics it is right, it's more me. of a and huge both of us, hassle. Both of us have comiXology accounts.
1: Ah, uh, but you know what's weird? I never got an email. I did. You did? I did. Maybe my password
0: is safe. Mine's so pretty, I refuse to change it. In an odd turn of events, the Malaysian government has banned the release of Ultraman, the Ultra Power, a comic starring the popular kaiju fighting superhero for containing elements it deems, quote, Detrimental to the public order. Yeah. While no specifics have been given, the MalayMailOnline.com, that's M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E, has speculated that the comic's use of the term Allah may be the cause. The English translation of the scene in question reads, quote, he is considered and respected as Allah or the elder to all ultra heroes." While the decision to ban the book has been met with widespread mockery online, the penalties for breaking that law are no joke. Anyone who prints, imports, distributes, or even possesses a banned book could face up to three years in jail, a fine of about $6,100 U.S., or both. Joe Patrick, what? the hell is this world coming to? Is this just a bad translation? Are they going to end up in prison like Claire Danes did in that horrible movie where guards peed on her and stuff? <laughs> what movie are you talking about? I can't remember. She was like with her friends and they went to Malaysia and they got arrested on trumped up BS charges and thrown in prison. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't see it. Doesn't this
1: strike you as a little like... Broke down palace. That was the movie. Okay. Woo, great. <laughs> uh, doesn't this strike you... Kate uh- Beckinsale was there too. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Doesn't this strike you a little like the U.S. banning Thor
0: comics because they say they use the word lowercase g-god? Allah, obviously, is a very touchy subject when it comes to the Muslim religion. Sure. And maybe they just don't want to touch that. But, you know, edit it or whatever.
1: Yeah, like why wouldn't they just... Give it a different name. Why wouldn't they just edit out that part? Right. Because banning it wholesale has now
0: caused attention to be drawn to it. Well... This is the Malaysian government, and I don't think they care at all. I, <laughs> you
1: don't think the Malaysian I government think... cares what the rest of us think? No, absolutely
0: not. Hmm. What, do you think this is going to cause an international incident? No. Well, listen, I want to read my Ultraman. They stamped, uh-uh, on a comic book. I they do not care. It's just a weird <laughs> story. Like,
1: of all things Ultraman, like, I can't think of anything less... That's like banning Archie.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just stupid. But, I mean, when you live in Malaysia, I mean, I guess which has a much tighter government than our own and there is Mm. no you know protected speech this is the kind of crap you get by the way broke down palace place in Thailand
1: god bless America yes (laughs) finally Archie Comics knows a good thing when they see it the company has hired Roberto Aguirre Sacasa (laughs) Aguirre um that's uh, uh, no writer of the insanely (laughs) popular afterlife with Archie series as their first ever chief creative officer The writer's new role will see him expand the Archie brand into other media like TV, film, and animation. Aguirre-Sacasa will continue to work with Archie's print division, overseeing the main Archie and Red Circle lines, and writing Afterlife with Archie and a new Sabrina the Teenage Witch series. Thank God. Describing his new role, Aguirre-Sacasa said, quote, My top priority is to find new ways to showcase our great lineup of properties from the Archie Gang to Josie to Sabrina to the Red Circle Heroes to current fans to new fans. We have the best characters in the world, and I want to make sure everyone knows it. The new CCO's first order of business was to hire Lena Dunham, writer, creator, and star of HBO's Girls, to write a four-issue arc in the pages of Archie sometime next year. While no details about the story have been released, Dunham spoke about her connection to the Archie franchise, saying, "Quote, I was an avid Archie collector as a child. Conventions, first editions that I kept in plastic, the whole shebang. It has so much cultural significance, but also so much personal significance. And to get to play with these beloved characters is a wild creative opportunity." Now, Matt, I know how you feel, but love them or hate them, I hate them. You've got to give Archie credit for being willing to make huge moves like this.
0: No, you have to. And I sent out a tweet earlier this week and it was a Wired article about Archie. Yeah. And they basically said, this is the most forward-thinking comic book company in the world. Yep. And you can't argue with it. It absolutely is. When everyone else was arguing about whether or not we should have gay characters or whether or not they should get married or whatever, they were like, Kevin Keller. Bam. Gay right. a tree full of hummingbirds. Yeah, Deal with even, it. Not only is he gay, <laughs> but he got gay married. Yeah. Big time. You know, like they go straight to afterlife with Archie, which is an Archie zombie book, which is and a ton of fun. I'm here to tell you it, it is it's great. Brutal. It's great. It is not for kids. No. And it's totally great. There's no rules at Archie and yeah. that's what's so cool about it. And this is a fantastic hire. I'm not the biggest fan of Aguiar Sarcasa, but he is a talented guy. If he can bring in people like Lena Dunham, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, I kind of fell off of Girls. I watched the first season, and then I was like, eh,
0: don't care anymore. I watched some of the second season, and it kind of lost me. But But that's not the point. uh, She's hot. She's She's very popular, and she's very talented. She's going to attract a ton of attention. Yeah, I think this is going to bring
1: Archie a great deal of readers. Yeah. Even if it's only temporarily... They're, they're getting them in the door, and that is a huge deal.
0: Yeah, I cannot take anything away from Archie Comics. In the past 10 years, they've been nothing short of amazing for what they do. Let's Good job, Archie. River, stop, go. River,
1: stop, go. River, stop, go.
0: That's big news for this week. If you want to discuss these stories or anything you think we missed, hit us up at the THN forums where you can read a funny story about Joe Patrick's last gynecological appointment where he tooted rather loudly in front of the doctor. <laughs> it's a girl's word. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Took me a second, I get it. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, Every Friday, the Jughead to my Archie, Joe Patrick posts the question of the week in our THN web form, which you can find by clicking the link at twoeditnerd.com. Joe, what do we ask the listeners this week?
1: This week's question... Who is your favorite writer to come into the comics industry from outside comics? This is fun. Now, I'm sure that that applies to a lot of people that we just don't know about. So we're specifically talking about names whose entrance into the comics industry was part of the marketing, right? Jada Pinkett
0: Smith, for example. Alyssa Milano's Hacktivist Ali Baguette Porn star (laughs) For example Rashida Jones Frenemy of the state We could do this
1: all day (laughs) Not just celebrities though What was Thomas Jane's book? I can't remember Oh I don't even know
0: Oh it's terrible
1: Uh, TV writers Novelists Guys that Screenwriters Or celebrities or whatever Who is your favorite Quote unquote civilian To make their way into comics based on their work in other fields. Yeah,
0: just a creator that didn't come out of the comic book like machine. Like
1: Lena Dunham.
0: Like Lena Dunham. Do we really need to hit yeah. you over the head with it? Like Lena Dunham. I almost said dumb man. <laughs> <laughs> Lena demand You can call
1: us and leave us a message with your answer using Skype. Our Skype panel's two-headed nerd, all one word. I'm not even going to fight it anymore. That's the first time you haven't. Or, oh, or call the Ziggurat hotline 402-819-4894 but Keep it under three minutes. You will get cut off by Google. Or you can send us an MP3. Those go to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But again, keep it concise because we don't have time for your ramblings.
0: Yeah, a lot of you guys are emailing and calling in. So the closer to two minutes you can get, the more I'll love you. Oh, don't listen to him.
1: Don't make me cut crap out of your calls. I don't know why he thinks that the answer of the week only needs to be a half an hour long. I would prefer it to be a 15-minute It can be as long as it (laughs) needs to be. Now, if you need more time, or if you're a little gun shy on the recording, sure. Maybe your voice we is get weird. It.
0: Maybe you're squeaky. We get it. Maybe you burp
1: while you talk. Feel free, feel free to write your full answer to your heart's content over at the Question of the Week section of the THN Web forums Maybe you have a tracheotomy, and you've
0: got one of those little <laughs> machines or whatever they're called. You know, right? Yes. <laughs> It's review time at THN where Joe and I steal the comics we'd like to be reading from each other and force the other to review something else. Joe, what did you steal from me this week? You wanted Moon Knight and I gave it to That's you. That's right. Joke's on you, sucker. I stole Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I
1: am reviewing Starlight Number 1 from Image Comics, written by Mark Miller, with art by Goran Parlov.
0: Who sounds like a Klingon. A brave Klingon warrior. Uh, Kapla! I am Goron Parla!
1: <laughs> right. Forty years ago, Duke McQueen was the space hero who saved the universe, but then he came back home, got married, had kids, and grew old. Now his children have left, and his wife has passed away, leaving him alone with nothing except his memories. Until a call comes from a distant world asking him back. For his greatest adventure. Starlight is a book that doesn't attempt to hide its inspiration. This is obviously a version of Flash Gordon that shows true love and the heartache that comes with it over a life of adventure on an alien world. Of course, when Duke McQueen comes home with wild stories of outer space, he becomes shunned by the public that once embraced him. Mark Miller's writing isn't exactly known for its subtlety, but I thought he did a fantastic job here. Instead of spending an entire issue showing us Duke's exploits in space, he focuses on his family, specifically his wife and her death. You know what's coming right from the beginning, but Miller uses moments of flashback within the funeral montage to flesh out Duke's relationship with his wife. And with one panel just before the funeral's end, Miller just crushed me. There's a heartfelt sincerity to it that drew me in completely. And if you've heard us talk about Mark Miller books in the past, you would know that that is not characteristic of his writing.
0: Yeah, this is a departure.
1: The art by Goran Parlov is really quite wonderful. His designs for the alien world, what little we do see of it in this issue, are stunning. And his depictions of Duke as a square-jawed hero and a craggy old man are a lot of fun to look at. I especially enjoyed the alien aesthetic that looks like what a pulp writer in the 1920s would imagine alien landscape and technology to be. Parlov's line work, coupled with the colors by Yves Forchina,
0: yeah, makes Starlight a beautiful-looking book. Very much an Alex Toth homage. Oh,
1: totally.
0: Yeah, I totally. Mean, you, could, you can't miss it.
1: I loved this. I loved this comic. Yes, some of the elements are kind of familiar. But it drew me in right from the solicit, and it had me all the way to the last page. Starlight, number one, is the first issue in Miller's new shared universe line. And if the rest of the entries are as strong as this one, his new universe is off to a great start.
0: Huge buy it from me. Totally with you. I I love this from beginning to end. Beautiful to look at. Great story. There was a part of me that wished somebody a dynamite. Would have stopped him and said, please, please, please come do this as a Flash Gordon book at Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I would have just loved to see it as actually like older Flash Gordon. Sure. But I'll take this. This was great. Well, I mean, he's
1: he's not interested in doing
0: right. somebody else's characters and I get anymore. So- totally get that. It's a huge buy from me. Ah, Matt,
1: we already told the audience what you stole from me. Tell us about Moon Knight number one. This is Moon
0: Knight's Rebirth into the Now Universe, written by Warren Ellis, with art by Declan Shalvey. We don't need to solicit here because we read it last week, and I think you know what's going on. I'll just tell you, Moon Knight gets another chance at a regular series, this time with mad British genius Warren Ellis writing. Marvel's Batman with a multiple personality disorder gets yet another facelift, but... All the crazy stuff from the past, including cutting Bushmaster's face off and moving to L.A. where he, well, I wrote impersonated, but where he spoke to an imaginary Cap Spidey and Wolvie. Yeah, it all counts. Here, we see a different Moon Knight, though. He's confident, he's calculating, and he's riding around in a robotic limousine. (laughs) This isn't lunatic Moon Knight. Don't get me wrong, he's still crazy, but more in the sense of the BBC's new Sherlock Holmes than the lunatic psycho of Charlie Houston's 2006 Moon Knight series. Here, we see him working with the cops. He's wearing a three-piece suit with a head mask with the moon on his forehead. This is a confident, badass Detective Moon Knight, and I found it a very nice change of pace. Shalvi's art is fantastic as usual, and I love the trick that him and colorist Jordi Belair use, making Moon Knight stark black and white with the rest of the comic book in full color. There is no color highlighting on him whatsoever. He is a black and white character. Well, there's,
1: like, gray tone. Like, he he does, like, ink wash.
0: I'll give you gray, sure, but there's no color on the character, and it makes him just... Glow in each panel Right Very cool Mark Spector may have started out As Marvel's Batman ripoff But since then He's just been mired In insanity So much so That he lost anything That made me care about the character Back when Doug Mensch. Monic, however we say his name, introduced him back in the 80s. Is it Mensch, man? Why is it so hard? Here we see Warren Ellis building the character into a badass Sherlock Holmes without losing the old continuity, and I love it. There's even a very satisfying explanation of why he's acted so strangely for so long <laughs> that I, I thought was creative and simple and perfect. It was really cool. As a Moon Knight fan, I could not be happier to see this character in Ellis's hands, and I hope to see him return to Marvel's A list. I'm giving this a gigantic buy in
1: Yeah, I loved it. It was great. The art. I'm a huge fan of Declan Shalvey. Yeah, I loved the art, and he is—he's married to Jordi Belair, or they're together. Oh, really? Yeah, and so That's they. Adorable. Often, right, they often work together. And her coloring perfectly suits yeah. his art, and the ink washes really add to it. And it's such a gorgeous looking book. Ellis, of course, has a great handle on the character. I love the explanation for why he's in a three piece suit. Yeah, um, I won't. I won't say why. But it makes perfect sense. I love that he's riding around in a limo that drives itself. Right, a robot it's, limo. It's awesome. I'm very excited. I'm really happy about this because I did not fall in love with the Bendis Moon Knight like a lot of people did. I, I thought it was fun, but not great. Sure. Like it was sticky at best. Yeah. But this this just was, this was right up my alley. I love the idea of Moon Knight just solving super weird crimes. Yeah. And, th- like, this one in this first issue is just a bizarre case. Not tied to anything in the Marvel universe, right. really. It's just a weird thing that's happening on the fringes, and that's where Moon Knight belongs. Yeah, absolutely. Huge
0: bite from me, and it too. And was, it was organic. It was simple. It was well-told. It was so much better than, like, the just complete tough-ass psychopath Moon Knight. Like, we don't need that. It was just dumb. This is creative. This was fun. We both love it.
1: Buck at the moon.
0: So that's a double buy it for Starlight number one, and a double buy it for Moon Knight number one. Yeah, feeling good. I guess we're in good mood this week. Of course, we want to know what you crotchety old heroes and disassociative identity sufferers thought of these comics. So put on your best white suit and give us your logical deductions over at the this week's comics section of the THN forums. No, 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 no. It's been a bad couple of weeks
1: for Bitcoin, but thanks to the foresight of our financial advisor, Madam Webb, we were able to
0: pull the THN fortune out of the market before exchanges started going belly up. On it. Who would have thought that fake money, primarily <laughs> traded by child molesters and terrorists, would have been a bad investment? <laughs> so sit back with us and watch the value of the imaginary internet
1: money plummet as we review 10 comics during this week's Ludicrous Speed Round! Ludicrous Speed! No! Magneto, number one, from Marvel. You know what? I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. Kick-ass cover. It has a great cover by Paolo Rivera. But it's through no fault of the creators. I loved the art, and ridiculous, world-weary barista aside, I thought Colin Bunn did a fine job with the story. Now that the book is finally here, though, I'm just not sure I'm as into the idea of, Mag- of Magneto rolling solo, dispensing harsh mutant justice as I was when Marvel announced it. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mood, but the creators execute the concept well, and I'll give myself a couple more issues to click with it. I'm giving it a skin. I'm with you.
0: Love Magneto. Don't know if he needs his own book, period. Veil, number one from Dark Horse. Greg Rucka brings us the story of yet another mysterious woman. This time, she's naked and rhyming and lying in a subway full of rats. Really good, but strange art by Tony Fedzula here. I like him a lot, actually. This was fine for a first issue, but I feel like Rucka has grabbed me more with other of his first issues. Still, I'm curious to see where this goes, so I'm going to give it a couple more. Skim it. New Warriors, number two
1: from Marvel. This issue shows a marked improvement over the last one. The art by Marcus Toe is much cleaner. The cover by Ramon Perez is amazing. Love him. Two new characters are each given a moment of spotlight, and the team actually starts to come together. I get a much stronger sense that this group is actually headed towards something. I'm not sure what yet, but now I feel more confident that we'll get there. The creative team stepped up their game from last issue, so I'm upgrading this to a buy-it. Good for you.
0: I'm happy for you. Thank you. Rogue Trooper number one from IDW. The 2000 AD invasion continues at IDW with the story of a genetically enhanced soldier built to fight on the most hostile of worlds, along with his talking gun and rucksack. Yes, I said rucksack, that's British. Yeah. Very solid art here by Alberto Ponticelli, who had recently been working on the now-canceled Frankenstein agent of Shade. So far, I've really enjoyed all of these 2000 AD spin-off titles. Knock me over with the feather. I'm giving it a huge bite. Adventures of Superman, number 45 from DC.
1: Ron Mars and Evan Shaner wrap up a three-part story about a long-lost robot created by Jor-El making its way to Earth. Where the hell has Ron Mars been? Uh, He writes a lot of Top Cow stuff Okay, okay Everything about this story is timeless and iconic Mars and Shaner present the Superman that fans like me have been longing for Beautiful, heartbreaking, and only 99 cents Buy it
0: Too bad it's not the regular Superman book Yep (laughs) Tales of Honor, number one from Image Stay with me here this is a comic adaptation of the military science fiction novels of best-selling author David Weber, named for the main character, Honor Harrington. So I thought Tales of Honor was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, it's, it's about Tales of Her. It is Honor's Tales. Okay, I get it. Think Tank writer Matt Hawkins is on writing duties here, and he's obviously done his homework. Wouldn't surprise me if he's a huge fan of the novels, too. This is a very dense 45-page read for 2 dollars with cool digital art by Young Yoon Yoon. Sorry, Young. Really who's sorry. most recently supplied covers for Age of Ultron over at Marvel. This is less space opera and more military space procedural with a strong female lead. I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I'm giving it a buy-in. Hey, all right. Jupiter's Legacy, number four from Image. It's a good week for Mark Miller. Jupiter's Legacy
1: takes an eight-year leap forward in time with this issue, which is appropriate because it feels like it's taken eight years for this issue to come out. Very clever. Still, I'm really enjoying the story Miller and Quietly are telling here with her brother and uncle now in charge of the United States. Chloe has taken her family on the run, but you can only hide a superpowered 8 eight-year-old for so
0: long. I think it's Chilo.
1: Cholo! <laughs> it's fun stuff. Buy it. Wolverine and the X-Men, number one. Didn't we just have that?
0: Yep. This is volume two. From Marvel. <laughs> Jason Latour gets his shot at writing Professor Wolvie and his Looney Tunes school, which no parent in their right mind would allow their <laughs> child to attend, and I'm not sure how any of them actually graduate. Regardless, this is very much in the spirit of the last series, so much so that it seems almost unnecessary after Jason Aaron did such a nice job of tying up all the character story arcs. There's not much new here other than the intro of a little girl with antlers they should have just named Sweet Tooth oh man it's a true detective and the reintroduction of Rock Slide, who i really like and Mahmoud Asrar's art is just awesome i love that dude but we probably don't need this series anymore i can only give it a skim it i can imagine
1: what the meeting is like the like the dads with the kid in the office and they are like so let me get this straight <laughs> There's an upperclassman here that can make guns with yeah. his brain.
0: <laughs> Sign her up. Yeah, no, There's a monster that lives in the yard. <laughs> there's little purple BAMF things all over the place. Now they're wearing suit and ties, and one of them is sitting on Wolverine's shoulder and helping oh. him teleport. Ew. It's weird. <laughs> Quantum and Woody, colon, goat, number zero, Valiant.
1: Seven issues behind on Quantum and Woody, and I don't give two shits. This issue was hilarious. James Asmus and Tom Fowler bring us The Secret Origin of the Goat. Do they still call him Vincent Van Goat like they did in the back of the day? Awesome. In this standalone issue, you don't need to be caught up to enjoy this. I'm not, and I did. Great art, very funny.
0: Buy it. If you're not caught up, you should. It's a great book. I love it. Yes. The Auteur, number one, from Oni. If you buy one comic featuring Stan Lee with giant boobs and Abraham Lincoln on a killing spree <laughs> in an egomaniacal drug addict psyche, it has to be the auteur. Writer Rick Spears and artist James Callahan take us into the life of hack Hollywood hit maker and producer Nathan T. Rex who was just responsible for the biggest bomb in screen history. Now he's desperately looking to claw his way back to power using any and all illegal psychoactive substances necessary. I laughed out loud on every page while reading this. This was sexist, disturbing, ultraviolent, psychedelic, and bizarre. In short, Rick Spears at his best with amazing art by James Callahan. Buy it, buy it, buy it!
1: Lucrous speed round and splurt is the sound of a murderer in a Ronald Reagan mask pushing a knife deep into his victim's chest on the set of Nathan T Rex's new film, President's Day, <laughs> as seen in this week's issue of The Ature Number One.
0: After joining Brother Voodoo, Gambit, and Shadow Man on an absinthe bar Mardi Gras tour last Tuesday, there you go. Uh, Joe and I found ourselves yeah. lying in the THN Sanctum Sanctorum. Covered in our own sick Luckily The shadow man Was kind enough To mystically Transplant us home With a bottle Of brother voodoo's Miracle hangover cure That won't clean The puke stains Out of our clothes But It'll clear our heads Just enough To talk about Next week's comics Joe Patrick What are you reading Next week
1: How many different Absinthe bars Can there be in New Orleans You'd be surprised I personally Have been to four Wow <laughs> Next week, I am excited for Avengers Undercover Number One from Marvel Comics. A woman with no shirt on, served me a little. Bit. <laughs> written you by, think it's the health coach. Yeah, you would. Written by Dennis Hopeless, with art by Kev Walker. Here's your solicit. When teen heroes infiltrate the Masters of Evil, who will break back? Does that really need to be in all, ca- all caps? I don't know. <laughs> Damaged by their experience in Murder World, five conflicted young superhumans go rogue and infiltrate the Masters of Evil, planning to bring the Avengers' rivals down from within. But the longer the teens spend undercover, the more they descend into darkness, and as they start to build relationships with these multi-layered criminals, the line between good and evil blurs, what will happen first? Joining the masters for real, or getting exposed and killed? If you thought Murder World was dangerous, just wait until... Most promising new talent Harvey Award winner Dennis Hopeless And acclaimed artist Kev Walker
0: Surround you Most promising new talent Sounds like a Like an Asian joke (laughs) You know like A possibly racist Asian joke
1: Surround you with Capital E Evil Obviously this is the sequel To Avengers
0: Arena Super excited Which
1: is one of our Favorite series of last year awesome. Can't wait to see what happens next to these characters. You know what I wish
0: they'd call this book?
1: Avengers Arena 2?
0: Thunderbolts. Ooh. You know what I'm not interested in? It would be like a reverse Thunderbolts. It's totally reverse Thunderbolts. Heroes <laughs> pretend to be villains. Yes. That's so badass. Come on, man. How did they miss that?
1: I don't know. Instead, we got the Red Hulk. Electra and Punisher We got the Punisher with out. a red
0: skull on his chest. Matt, what are you excited for next week? Next week, I'm excited for Magnus Robot Fighter, number one, written by Fred Van Lente, with art by Corey Smith. you just solicit... The Gold Key Universe is expanding! See, now that's worth yelling. Superstar Fred Van Lente, writer of Marvel Zombies, Amazing Spider-Man, and Archer and Armstrong, which I totally love, and the astounding Corey Smith fathom he did some other stuff too present a stunning reimagining of magnus robot fighter you never saw coming in the blink of an eye young martial artist magnus has everything taken from him: his father his wife his entire life he's suddenly thrust into a futuristic world he doesn't understand populated by humans and robots living together in oppression can magnus fight to get his life back and once he learns the truth about himself will he want to this is another book much like Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, but I love the idea of. <laughs> it's basically tough guy that kicks his shit out of robots. Go. <laughs> you know, like, and I think it looks really good. I think the preview art by Corey Smith, he was an Aspen guy, and he's really talented. It's nice to see him getting some other work. Not to talk smack about Aspen. I know some people love it. It's just not for me.
1: Yeah. It sounds like the Karate Kid, except that instead of moving to Fresno, they
0: moved to the future. They moved to the future, and the Karate Kid has serious anger management (laughs) issues. (laughs) (laughs) THN Trade of the Week goes to Stray Bullets, Uber Alice edition, trade paperback. Watch for my slipcase, three hardcover, incomplete Stray Bullets edition coming to eBay this week. This is from Image Comics. It's written and drawn by David Lapham. This is a one-time direct market exclusive. The original five story arcs as one of the all-time greatest crime comic series are collected into a giant 1,200-page volume. The Innocence of Nihilism, Somewhere Out West, Other People, Dark Days, and Hijinks, and Daring Do all appear here in their entirety. This collects the entire Stray Bullets, number 1 through 41, just in time for you to read it and catch up for the new Stray Bullet series, Killers, that starts next week. That's right. Very cool. As always, you want to know what you're looking forward to reading next week, so after you're done burning your clothes, hit us up over the THN forums. If I puked on my clothes, I would absolutely burn them. I'm not (laughs) washing them.
1: (laughs) Once a month, we reach deep into the digital THN mailbag and pull out a question from one lucky listener in a little
0: segment we call Axanerd. This week, Patrick Gautier writes, Dear Axonerd, I need you to help solve a dilemma. My comic reading has always ebbed and flowed depending on time, slash interest, slash finances. Parentheses. comics were 125 in Canada when I started buying, Parentheses, comma. And over the past few months, I, apostrophe VE, found myself Stop buying that. <laughs> I found myself buying a lot of titles for the first time in a long time. But since I'm more interested in reading comics and collecting, the majority of my purchasing is now being done digitally. While I'll still visit my local comic shops once or twice a month, I find the only books I'm wanting physical copies of are those where the digital platform doesn't do the art justice. I really like the convenience, portability, and, I hate to say it, price and affordability of digital comics. I've recently caught up on a whole bunch of Marvel Now! titles, thanks to comiXology sales, and on your recommendations. I snagged all six issues of Lock and Key Volume 1 for 99 cents each, and the entire run of Dan Slott's She-Hulk also for 99 cents an issue. Both of those. Hot buys, man, that's great. And as someone who's been buying slash collecting slash reading comics, for close to 25 years, digital books really help out with my storage situation. I have no plans to stop buying digital books. But here's my question. How can I still support my local retailer if I'm buying and reading most of my comics digitally? Signed, P. P.S. Thanks for answering. I've been a listener since episode four. That's a long time. That's a long time. And you guys have become my main source for comics news and reviews. Oh, What a guy. That's sweet. What do we have to say to this guy? Joe Patrick works at a comic book store. It's true. Patrick, your situation
1: is almost identical to my own, except for I'm in the unique position that I have access to the comics, even right. though I'm not interested in collecting them anymore. So if I was in your shoes, if I was not working in a shop, if I did not have uh, an ax- a- extra access granted to me by my elite podcaster status, <laughs> uh <laughs> I would be in your shoes. I would be buying digital comics as well because I don't care about collecting. But where we differ, I all, I like to buy bookshelf volumes. Even though there might be a price difference buying it digitally, uh, I, I like to buy – like when Dan Slott's, Dan Slott's uh, She-Hulk complete collection came out. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that for my book. Totally. My bookshelf rather. Totally. And I want, you know, a set of lock and key volumes for my bookshelf. And I like to pull them down and look at them and flip through them. Oh, yeah. Because as much as I enjoy not having to lug long boxes around, I also do love print. Right. As an experience. That's how I support uh, the local comic shop
0: scene with my money. I'm with you. There are certain comics that I will only read in print. And sure. that's generally comics that don't have advertisements that interrupt the story. That's rule number one. Rule it's number a weird two? rule, man. It's not, because I, you get a full, immersive, uninterrupted comic book reading experience.
1: But how many comic companies actually format their books that way?
0: A lot. Image, Oni, Dark Horse. I mean, none of these companies have any ads interrupting their books, hmm. and I love it. That's why I buy every issue of BPRD that comes out of everything in the Hellboy universe. I have to own those. I want those issues. New image titles that are coming out from writers that I really enjoy. I'm going to go buy those because they need the sales and stuff like that. I fully admit, I read a ton of stuff digitally because there's no way we could keep up with it. We get a lot of PDFs and review copies. Well,
1: And we talked about it We talked about it a little bit online and at the beginning of the show, comics did not show up in Omaha until Friday. Exactly.
0: Today is Saturday. And we had to get this stuff read, man. We would have been totally hosed. And I did the same thing you did. I bought those lock and keys for 99 cents that I started reading because Andrea Shockling was going to beat me up if I didn't. (laughs) And I got the whole thing. Like I got the first six issues for six bucks. Hard to argue with that. No, it's true. It's true. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. Don't fret there. No, no. You're still helping comics. Oh, and he's certainly not conflicted about it. Right, and you're not going to single-handedly murder your comic book <laughs> store either. I And I'm
1: sure that he appreciates your insight on that, but he does not seem like he's conflicted
0: about buying digital comics. No, no, no.
1: But he still wants to support his local comic shop,
0: which I think right. is great. Well, there's other things you can do as well, like things you cannot download. T-shirts, original yeah, exactly. art prints. exactly, right. You know, there's all kinds of ways. Go through your previews and look at... like. There's all kinds of cool statues. I order all my Batman black and white statues that I get through my local comic shop. And- I could probably find them cheaper somewhere, sure. But I'm supporting my comic shop in doing this,
1: right? And you know, it doesn't always have to be about spending money. Mm-hmm. Do they have events that you can, right? You can frequent. Do they have gaming events that you can participate in? Do they are they bringing creators
0: in stuff like that?
1: Right. Do they have social media that you can help them spread the word? You know, it's totally. little things like. If your local comic shop posts a notice that they're having a big sale or that they're having a creator signing, or in our case, we had Adam Warrock at the shop a couple of times, retweet that. Post it on your Facebook page. Share their events. Help spread the word. That doesn't cost you anything but time. Right. And it's a tiny little bit of time. And you're doing the job. Right. Right. And so it doesn't always have to be about throwing them dollars.
0: There are some local comic shop owners that might argue with that, but it's not all about dollars. <laughs> well, and not everybody
1: lives where there's a comic book store that does events or... Yeah, not know.
0: every comic book store does that stuff. If they don't, go find a new comic shop.
1: Well, no, I mean...
0: Murder that comic
1: <laughs> store owner. So in Omaha, we have six comic shops, and at times we've had more. Right. And they've come and gone and not just comic shops, but also gaming shops Mm -hmm. and Legend Comics and Coffee, where I work and Matt helps out, we do both comics and gaming. And so there's a lot of competition in town. And so it's forced us to think about how we can innovate and how we can do things differently or better. And it's because of the efforts of our customers that appreciate us supporting us and helping us spread the word that we have been successful in doing that and so don't discount the merits of just hitting retweet or sharing a link on facebook so it it might not seem like you're doing a lot but if you are supporting him in that way you are making a huge effort and it's much appreciated
0: support is support man any way you look at it and it sounds like you're already doing the job you you go there you visit you buy certain things that's all you have to do don't feel guilty You know, stop telling him not to feel guilty. He doesn't feel guilty. Well, no, but I mean, if he's asking us this question, he's thinking about it. I guess the title of his
1: email was "Digital Comics Guilt." Yeah. So, (laughs) So Patrick, thank you for your question. It's a great question. It's a really good one, and really caring enough to ask is step one. Yeah. There you (laughs) go, buddy. If you have a question for Ask a Nerd or a trivia challenge for me, if you've got the guts. You can send your questions to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com, preferably in the form of a shiny MP3 that we can play live on the show. hey who Wouldn't you want to be immortalized? Come on. Otherwise, you can post it uh, on the forums as well, right? We check they, it. They ask a nerd forums. Yeah. Or you can email it directly to us. TwoHeadedNerd.com. Uh, There's a button. It says forums. There you go. We talked about it at least three times
0: already. Uh, I think so.
1: Sort of break it, break it down like this.
0: And that is it for the Moon and the Stars episode of THN. If you love heroes that can bounce back from cutting a dude's face off as much as we do, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, where we still need your star ratings and reviews not going to go into why we lost them got new ones and those of you who already have we love you love you love you thank you so much there's more every week you guys are doing a great job helping us build back don't forget to give us a stitcher thumbs up as well because it helps us to connect with other potential listeners thank you thank
1: you to all of our donors but mad crazy props to our sustaining members if you'd like to help keep us in drugs to control our own disassociative identity disorders... We've got two of them. ...you can make your donation in any amount using our borderline psychotic PayPal button at TwoHeadedNerd.com. And if you'd like to become a sustaining member, it's as easy as clicking the Make This Donation Monthly box. And as little as a dollar a
0: month really does help. It really do. While you're there, you can find links to all of our contact info via Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Skype, and... The Ziggurat Hotline, 402 819 4894. Using this steaming pile of resources, you can beg the comic <laughs> pushers for reading suggestions or defend your questionable comic tastes in front of the two headed judge for a Defender segment, or you can ask us to review your self published comic. Be it printed, digital, whatever And don't forget to go sign up for the THN forums I know we talk about it a lot But we only do it because they're awesome This is your little virtual piece of the ziggurat Where you can discuss this week's show Make nonsensical comments on our behaviors Based on our astrological signs Or just rap about
1: comics You know Keith Biner said he'd come on the show To defend heroes
0: of course he would I don't even want to hear him Defend heroes <laughs> We we called him out <laughs> it's, true, it's true Well not him specifically He but... already defended Supernatural So they know No Smallville Oh Smallville. Me. He <laughs> already defended Smallville So they know his taste Is terrible
1: Supernatural Needs no defense No
0: Supernatural awesome Alright
1: Remember to follow us On Twitter And like our Facebook page And watch the forums If you want to get in On the question of the week Discussion And if you want to hear Our answers along with Your own audio responses Be sure to check out The 2 It nerd Answer of the Week podcast Look there's no need to fret. If you subscribe to this show, you don't need to do anything. Are they fretting? It Relax already. <laughs> it will just magically appear in your feed whenever it's posted. Is there outcry? Is there backlash? <laughs> Listen, I'm nipping it in the bud. Next week, the comic pushes are back, slinging some highly addictive comic product to one vibrating comic junkie. If you need more THN in your life, get over to TwoHeadedNerd.com. And check out Nerd at the Movies by my man Tony Mathers, our very own Credible Hulk, who reviewed the latest and final Hayao Miyazaki movie, The Wind Rises. Ludicrous Speed reviews from comics therapy host Aaron Myers. Let's be fair, co host. And Keith Silva is throwing digital rocks at me in another installment of Nerdfight!
0: Our weekly shout-out this week goes to John Luttrell, host of the Burnt Wieners podcast, who has been resexed in as a THN love slave, and his webcomics blog will be back on our site next week. Real soon. Where do you, Johnny? Let's not guarantee next week. I'm calling next week. Where do you, Johnny? Until next time. True Believers Remember to pre-order Your comics Most notably Stray Bullets Killers Number one Hitting the stands Next week Because your retailer Just might kiss you On the mouth for it This is the Two-Headed Nerd Signing off We did it